1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It is July 28th. It is 2022. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by TJ. Got the Spidey next to you. Got, I mean, multiple Spideys, I guess. The shield behind you. What's happening, my friend?
2: Doing well, uh... Had a fun uh, fun interview for Agents of Fandom this morning with a wonderful actor by the name of Anjali Bamani. She starred in Ms. Marvel. And I uh, had a great time chatting with her. Even invited her to my wedding at the end of it. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, baseball's Random. been going... Yeah, exactly, right? Um, but uh, baseball's been going well for me lately. had a tough night tonight, but uh, that's how DFS goes sometimes. Of them. Um, we're just over a month out from the live final in Chicago. I'm I'm excited.
1: Heck yeah, man. Um this is eight game slates are are where I mean six to eight games are just where I I love these types of slates. Had a good morning slate, decided to take the afternoon slate off on Wednesday, and I'm kinda glad I did because looking at some of the stats and stuff, um it wouldn't have been the greatest thing. But uh, there was a couple of guys that I really liked value-wise that hit some home runs. So who knows? You never know when your value guys hit home runs what you would have done. But anyway, we have a eight-gamer here today, some interesting spots. Um, some we got the Dodgers and cores with some potential weather. We have very little pitching, so let's jump in and talk about it. We get started here with Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Seven and a half total in this one. Philadelphia is a 200 favorite. Zach Wheeler going up against Zach Thompson. The battle of the Zacks. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty clear cut that Zach Wheeler is by far the best pitcher on this slate.
2: Without a doubt. Like, he's the clear cut top option, I think, on DraftKings where Shohei Otani has such a big discount. There's definitely arguments that can be made point per dollar wise. Maybe he's the top option, but raw points. It's Zach Wheeler on FanDuel where they're similarly priced with each other. Um, you you actually get a discount with Zach Wheeler over Otani uh, where Otani's up over 11 K. So it's Wheeler at the top option by a mile over there and raw points for draft teams too.
1: Yeah. Just, I mean, you're just playing him on the slate. I mean, at the end of the day, there's not a huge talent gap in some of the spots just in general today. But when we're looking at just pure ceiling, it's just that's that's what you're attacking. And like, we talked about it on yesterday's podcast. It was the same thing, you know, or I talked about it in the expert survey because we did not have Scherzer pitching. But, I mean, with Scherzer yesterday, it just, you're just playing the talent. (laughs) I mean... And at the end of the day, I think that's just what you're doing here with Wheeler. Big strikeout pitcher. Good good stuff, just in general. Doesn't walk people. Pittsburgh better second half of the season so far. But, I mean, still still beatable offense. And then Zach Thompson on the other side of this game, 6,500. His pitch count has kind of risen a little bit here. He just hasn't been pitching fantastic. Low strikeout pitcher. Kind of pitches to contact. Tries to generate ground balls. Uh, any interest here in Zach Thompson? Big old nope. All right, let's talk about bats here. Um, you know, I just got done saying, like, this is a guy that likes to try to generate ground balls. Well, Schwarber's a massive fly ball hitter, and Hall is a massive fly ball hitter from what we've seen so far. So really like both of these guys, even with this game being in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I like Reese Hoskins as well. I like Bryson Stott. He's been hitting the ball really well lately. Um you still got a $2,300 Nick Castellanos on FanDuel, even though he hasn't been a very good hitter this year. But Philly's going to be one of my top offenses on the slate. They definitely aren't going to match something like a like a Coors Field or even a, a team like Toronto on this slate. But um, they're, they're still a, a top five stack for me, I think.
1: Any interest in Pittsburgh on the other side? No, nah, it's a,
2: we got some good bats on this safe game slate that I think that's getting too cute.
1: Yeah. I mean, even like the game theory of Wheeler is going to be super chalk stack against him. I just don't see it working here. Plenty of spots. I think it could work, but I don't think this is one of them. Kansas city at New York facing the Yankees, eight and a half total Yankees, a two twenty 20 favorite here. Singer going up against Tyon. any interest here in Brady singer.
2: I don't have interest in Brady Singer, and this feels like a game to me that unless your name is Aaron Judge or even Matt Carpenter and Anthony Rizzo, I'm just gonna X out the whole game.
1: Yeah, I mean he he's had some good games here recently, but it was against Tampa and Detroit. You know, two of his last four starts have been against Detroit, and yeah, I mean you can have good matchups against them. He has decent strikeout numbers on the year with twenty five and a half percent, but the Yankees lineup is just a whole different animal. Um, yeah, we played Scherzer against them yesterday, but Brady Singer isn't Max Scherzer. Sorry. Uh, tie on on the other side of this game, eighty six hundred. A guy that has talent and just he's been massively struggling. Um, do we take shots on him with the limited pitching we have today, or are we still staying away? Just fading the struggles
2: yeah i'm gonna fade uh this one for me it's gonna be a pretty tight pool for me i think today honestly for bats as well as pitching and uh singer and tyon aren't gonna make the cut
1: i will say the lineup that kansas city rolled out wednesday i was looking at it uh, it was on the early slate and it was kind of rough they didn't have a ton of power in the lineup against right-handed pitching if we get that same type of lineup Ton of ground balls, ton of strikeouts, not a ton of power. Maybe I take a shot on tie on here. But I mean, with his pitch count and him just in general all over the place here recently, um, it's really tough to trust him. But it might be a lineup play on the slate more than anything else. Um, any interest here in the Kansas City bats?
2: I think in large field tournaments, they're somewhat interesting, but uh, they don't crack the top tier uh, of uh, bats that I'm going to be looking at today. And they're pretty cheap on FanDuel. So, I mean, if I'm playing Zach Wheeler in another expensive stack, maybe I, I mix some of them in, but they're, they're not at the top of my list.
1: Yeah. I mean, if Bobby Witt's back, the three man stack becomes a little bit more likable, I think is the best way to say it. Um I mean, wit adds some stolen base upside, but like his hamstring being an issue kind of worries me even about the stolen base upside. So we'll have to kind of see. Um, Yankees here, they're expensive. I mean, Judge, Carpenter, they're both um, pretty pricey here. What are your thoughts here on the Yankees?
2: Yeah, you can play Judge, you can play Carpenter, you can play Rizzo. I like the mini stack, but this isn't a team I'm going to be looking a full stack. Um it's kind of like I said earlier like I'd be kind of fine with just crossing this one off.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a fantastic spot for Rizzo and Carpenter. Singer gives up almost 50% hard hits to to lefties. So those two guys and I mean Judge is going to hit everything hard when he makes contact with it. So I like to I like to call him maybe like a three-man stack. Um Yeah, I just don't see I mean if Gallo <laughs> uh if joey Gallo's in there home run or strike out but i mean he could potentially be like your fourth man of that stack but all right detroit at toronto eight and a half total in this game the blue jays a 230 favorite alexander tyler alexander going up against yusei kikuchi um any interest here in alexander Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I have nothing. Um, Lefty, not a great lefty going up against Toronto. Easy fade for me. Kikuchi is 7,700 going up against Detroit. (sighs) We haven't seen him pitch in over 20 days. He did throw 70, I think it's 76 or 77 pitches in his rehab start, from what I uh, read. So I would assume that we see probably 80 to 90 pitches here kind of like his normal workload anyway. Um, Detroit's been tough on lefties and I think Kikuchi's actually going to be really popular here so what are we doing with this guy today?
2: If he's going to be popular it's definitely going to be a full fade for me. If he's not, he's somebody that I'd be somewhat interested in for tournaments. Um it's it's he's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. He's had a really poor year. And Charlie Montoya, who was recently fired by the Jays as, as manager would just rip Kikuchi apart after every start. And so there was rumors within, you know, within Canada that you say Kikuchi and Charlie Montoya really didn't get along and people are expecting bigger things from him with a, with a new manager uh, under the helm. Now, who knows if that'll actually turn into anything. I think he's somewhat interesting for tournaments, but Detroit's, a league average team against left-handed pitching. So I am, I'm not overly uh, interested in him. If he's going to be very popular, this is going to be an ownership dependent play for me.
1: Yeah, I think that's the right way to approach it. I couldn't agree more. If he's going to be popular, I might even stack Detroit. (laughs) I don't even think it's that crazy. Like the guy, I mean, he's hit or miss all year. Detroit, is super cheap like you could go buy his Haas and add maybe like a gross
2: Candelario because have you looked at this guy's game log he's scorching right yeah he had three hits his last game the game before that two hits with a home run the game before that three hits with two home runs play yourself a little mini stack with uh, I, I don't like the full stack of Detroit but I definitely don't hate the mini stack of Baez Haas and Candelario
1: I think you can add Grossman. He's so cheap at 2800 He has a 430 Woba against lefties this year. Um, I think he's another name you can kind of throw in there. So, I mean, whether you go three or four, I kind of like Detroit. And, I, I mean, I hate even saying it out loud because it sounds so wrong. But um, if Kikuchi is going to be chalk on an eight-game slate with very limited pitching, I actually like the Detroit side of this game. Uh, Toronto bats. I think Toronto outside of maybe Coors is the top stack on the slate today. Yes, sir. That's my
2: thoughts exactly. Uh, the Coors field game is the top game on the board. However, outside of Coors today, this one's definitely the top one that we can look at.
1: Yeah. I mean, Alexander is a 13% K rate guy, he is someone that just doesn't strike out right handed pitching or hitters. He does generate a good amount of soft contact against righties with like a cutter, but you look at like the Toronto Blue Jays numbers against cutters, and it's like <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Um, you know, they're they're a team that could hit cutters, so it just seems like a really weak spot. Um, and I mean, yeah, Toronto's in a fantastic spot here going up against him. So I mean, we got the Dodgers in course. Like, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. I mean, the Dodgers one of the best offenses in baseball, so. And they are getting they're gonna be the course, So kind of I am game...
2: I'm not gonna confirm that I did this, but I'm pretty sure I might have just built your lineup for tomorrow.
1: There you go. You probably you, I mean you know me, so all right, you got Zach Wheeler
2: Otani with a four-man Detroit and a four-man Dodger. <laughs>
1: That's probably really close. Um Anyone that listens to the podcast knows I play the Dodgers more than anybody else. Um, So it's it's... a
2: good looking lineup. If I'm being honest, I didn't like the Grossman call until I saw the full lineup I can make with uh, the two stud pitchers and him in the
1: lineup. He's so cheap. That's the thing, right? Like at the end of the day, he's just so cheap. Like him and Candelaria open everything up because they're just so cheap. So.
2: Well, and I, I would say on FanDuel, there would be absolutely no need to go to somebody like Grossman Um, but it's, and especially because on Fanduel you, have Javi Baez still so cheap under three K. Um, and so where Baez is priced up a little, but still cheap at 4,200, um, you don't get quite as much salary saving from him there. And so I think that's where adding Grossman really comes in handy on DraftKings.
1: Yeah. I mean, at at the end of the day, Jose arena is facing the Dodgers, of course. So we'll get to that game here in a minute. We got Cleveland at Boston before that's, um, McKenzie going up against Crawford, nine total slight favorite to Cleveland on most books, pick on some books. Um, any interest here in McKenzie at 9900?
2: No, that's just a little bit too expensive for me going up against the Red Sox. Like, I guess we're still not going to have um, Raphael Devers back. And so this Red Sox team, I guess, isn't really, the same Red Sox team we're used to, but that's still just based on that price. There's just I'd rather spe- I'd rather just spend for Zach Wheeler. Or if I'm trying to get off that chalk, I'd rather go cheap.
1: Yeah. See. I mean, I think Otani and Wheeler are gonna be the chalk, and I think they're good plays, don't get me wrong. But I think if you want to pivot, McKenzie is is super in play here. Boston doesn't walk, they have strikeouts. They're not a hundred percent by any means. Like even the lineup that they're rolling out there right now is not a hundred percent. JD is banged up. Xander Bogarts is banged up. I mean, Xander just, Bogarts
2: has been bad.
1: He's struggling, man. Um,
2: as a when Red Sox, up fan, runs. Just, yeah. when they're putting up runs, it's Vasquez, it's Dahlbeck. Those are the guys that are, even Jackie Bradley Jr. Lately has been, has been getting some hits, but, uh, yeah. I, I definitely hear what you mean. If, if you have it available to look up, I would say, uh, if, if I'm going to be convinced here, pull up the, um, the fan graph data and tell me how much, how well the Red Sox that are going to be in the lineup hit fastballs, because, um, if I'm not mistaken, Tristan McKenzie a guy that throws like 60% fastballs or something like that.
1: Yeah. He throws 60% fastballs. Um, so he throws about heck yeah, yeah. So he throws, yeah, just kind of looking at it. Verdugo hits fastballs really well, and Dahlback hits fastballs really well. Um, but I mean, Xander Bogarts, he hits fastballs well, but it's so tough to judge. Like, he's just a single machine this year. JD hits everything well. His stats, this is
2: gonna. This is definitely going to be something that it's going to depend on the lineup for me because obviously we got so many of these guys out. If Martinez or Bogarts happen to miss and we get another lefty in this lineup, McKenzie's a reverse splits guy. He only strikes out 20% of right handed bats, but he strikes out 30% of left handed bats. So if we do end up getting something like the similar lineup to last night where we got Duran for Dugo batting one, two. Cordero in the lineup, JBJ in the lineup, Yolmer Sanchez in the lineup. If we get that again, I'm going to have – I I take back what I said. I'm going to have a little bit of interest there. Um, If we get a very right-handed heavy lineup, I think I'm going to have a little less.
1: I think it's just such an overlooked thing in general when you have a slate like this – People tend not to look enough when the lineups come out and they set their lineups at like 2 o'clock and, oh, my guy's in the lineup. You got to look at the pitching matchups, too, on an eight-game slate. You know, there could be juicy lineups that roll out here. Um, This is the second game of this series. So, I mean, this isn't the opening game of this series. So, Uh, the other side of this game, we got Cutter Crawford, 6,100. Any interest in him here? Call me crazy.
2: I'm considering Cutter Crawford. I don't
1: know if I can call you crazy. Good strikeout pitcher grades out as a guy that maybe a little early, but definitely has the strikeout stuff. My biggest concern with Crawford is this game's in Fenway. He's a flyball pitcher facing a team that makes a lot of contact.
2: Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. I don't think it's that crazy either, but I just really wanted to use that five word alliteration. Um, he's nice and cheap on DraftKings 6,100. I don't think you need that crazy of a game with him. He could give up a bomb to Reyes, Naylor, and Ramirez, and he could still put up a very solid game for that price. And with the type of pitching slate we have today, all you really need, even if he just puts up a solid 15 points, 14 points, something like that, typically on a big slate, you'd say, "Ah, I'd rather just pay up for pitching. But if Zach Wheeler fails... That's great. Like you just need one of Otani or Wheeler to fail. And all of a sudden a 13 to 15 point game from Cutter Crawford looks really, really good. Um, So he's someone I'm going to be interested in because he's nice and cheap on DraftKings where he's 6,100. I think he's in the pool for SP2. And then on FanDuel, if we're going to see Yusei Kikuchi picking up ownership, I really don't mind the pivot of going to Cutter Crawford at 7,100.
1: yeah i mean i could like if i'm trying to
2: play sorry to cut you off right after i stopped if i if i'm trying to play on Fanduel, the dodgers and the blue jays i want to play george springer i want to play Vladdy guerrero and i want to stack the dodgers well cutter crawford's probably going to be the guy i'm going to have to do it with
1: yeah i hear you um it's just it at the end of the day i I could see you doing both things i could see taking shots on crawford if fly ball to home run ratios in his fact favor here, maybe he you know gets through five or six clean innings. I mean, he has the strikeout stuff to get you there. If he doesn't give up home runs, it's just this lineup is not a huge strikeout team. Reyes being back obviously helps because I mean he's a like thirty five to forty percent K rate guy. But on the flip side of it, I mean I definitely don't mind taking some shots on these Cleveland bats: Naylor, Ramirez, Reyes, Quan. Uh, this is one of those, like, it's baseball and you can make lineups both ways type of stack.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I actually would prefer a mini stack to a full stack. Ramirez, Naylor, Re- Reyes, those guys. I never love playing Kwan just because he's not a guy that's going to be uh, hitting for a ton of power. If he fits my stack perfectly, I'm not going to avoid him, but he's kind of the last guy I I fit in. See if there's a power one off there or I put in Kwan. Um this is a team for me that's kind of in like the Yankees range. I don't like them as much as uh our top-tier teams. I think they fall below what the Phillies for me, but I don't mind them. Yeah, th- I mean that's fair. Um Josh Naylor is just still ridiculously cheap on DraftKings, though, so he's great play there.
1: Just had another home run. Um, well, a home run, not another home run, but he hit a home run here like a few minutes ago. Just saw the alert come up on my phone. Um, Boston side of this game, going up against McKenzie. Any interest here in the Red Sox? I
2: have a lot of interest in Bobby Dahlbeck. That's about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, two home runs yesterday. He's a I got that, a lot
2: of interest in him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that can get the job done. I just, for me... Boston's so banged up right now that I don't think I'm fully stacking. I'm playing them more as like one or two man stacks.
2: Yep. I'm hundred percent with you there. And like we talked about how often McKenzie hit throws fastballs. Dahlbeck's a guy that hits fastballs well, struggles with breaking balls. He doesn't make good contact, but when he hits the ball, he usually goes out of the park. So I like him quite a bit. Uh, McKenzie only strikes out 20% of right-handed bats. So as long as he's in the lineup, the better spot he gets, the more I like him.
1: Seattle at Houston is where we go next. Eight total. Astros a 140 favorite here. Gilbert against your Any interest here in Logan Gilbert?
2: I just don't have any interest in any part of this game that's not named who, who, Jordan Alvarez and Julio Rodriguez.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gilbert's a, a solid pitcher. 95 is a lot to ask for him in a matchup where there's not a ton of strikeouts. Uh, we need the strikeout upside for him because he is likely going to give up a run or two or three. Um, he just doesn't have that ceiling. Like I think his highest fantasy day on DraftKings like 27. So, Gilbert, a solid young pitcher. And then your Kitey, he's a guy that can go out and have good games. He's going to generate... Um, you know, some soft contact. It's just Seattle's not a team that strikes out a ton either. So, I mean, both these pitchers are solid. Both these offenses are just solid. And like his last start was against the same Seattle team, he
2: put up 18 points on drive kings in 105 pitches, only three strikeouts. It's just he could get there, maybe, but he kind of falls in a price range where I would just rather go up to Otani, or I would rather go all the way down for uh for cutter crawford or a guy we're going to talk about in the last game of the night
1: there's a good chance on this slate that like i'm just i'm all in on wheeler otani and maybe mckenzie um and depending on some lineups maybe i i add some pitchers, but those are the three guys i'm like locked into right now um seattle bats I mean, your Kydy's massively reverse split, so we'd be crazy not to mention Rodriguez, like you said. Depending on if Ty France is back, he's another good right-handed power hitter in this lineup, so I think it'd be good to mention him, and Kyle Lewis is 3,300, and he's back, and he's the guy that has a ton of talent. So I don't mind the righties against your Kydy, but he's massive reverse split, so I, I really want the right-handed power bats.
2: Yeah, Seattle, the the Suarez the Suarez's and the Ty France's, who for some reason I just don't like and I don't know why. Um, I couldn't give you a single reason why, but I just don't like playing them. Um, the, that, those, that side of Seattle falls to me with kind of the uh, – cleveland's and the yankees where i don't mind them for tournaments but they're not on my top tier but however having said that julio rodriguez is one of my favorite one-offs on the slate
1: on the houston side gilbert is a guy that gives a ton of hard contact but outside of that man he's a really solid pitcher so you know jordan alvarez kyle tucker type plays would be the guys that would be targeting against him
2: yeah exactly Maybe I'm playing those two guys together, but that's that's as far as I want to go.
1: All right, we got the Dodgers and the Rockies. Anderson going up against Urena, twelve total in this game. The Dodgers are a two fifteen favorite. Do you have any interest here in Tyler Anderson at ninety one hundred in cores? Nope. Yeah, put up three fantasy points in cores earlier this season. His first start of the season was in Coors as well. Um, I think he put up like 12 or 13. The Rockies are one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. Obviously, we'll want to see if Bryant's in the lineup, if Connor Joe's in the lineup. But overall, no interest for me in Anderson. And definitely, definitely, definitely not playing Jose Arena against the Dodgers here in course.
2: There could not possibly be a worse play than Jose Arena
1: um we've already kind of said it a couple of times if the weather holds off here the dodgers are by far the top stack on the slate for me
2: yeah no no one even close this is the type of spot that if they end up with 30 ownership as a team that's probably about right like that's not too much and you go oh i should fade cores because that's so much like that's that's correct they'll probably be uh if you look at it, any type of top stacks tool, no matter where you get your projections, I can guarantee you it's going to be the Dodgers by a ridiculously high margin. They're going to have twice as high of a chance as any other team on the slate. So the Dodgers are in a great spot. And I think if you are worried about the Mookie Bettses and Trey Turner's and Freddie Freeman's picking up a ton of ownership, then you just stack the back half of the lineup.
1: Rockies are going to be the underowned team in this stat in this game. Anyway, um, I like the Rockies just as much here. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I don't like them as much as the Dodgers, but I like them as much as the Blue Jays. They're kind of right in that next tier for me, the, the Jays and the Rockies are 2A and 2B, and there's a pretty significant margin before uh, the Phillies, my next favorite falls in there
1: um moving on texas at la taking on the angels seven and a half total angels a 225 favorite here we got one quick
2: thing i I still want to mention sorry on the last game because i just pulled this up and i'm looking at it um they the colorado rockies have a maximum i think they only have one left-handed pitcher in their bullpen for tomorrow and so that does decrease the chances of a guy like jake lamb who is in a phenomenal, phenomenal spot and is $2,100 on DraftKings, it it makes him better because we're not as worried about him getting pitch hit for. There's still a chance for sure, but it's not as high of a chance. So Jake Lamb potentially could be one of the better value players on the slate if we uh, if we um, get a good lineup spot for him. And because of that pitch hit risk, he might go under-owned uh, in comparison to the rest of the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't see him being underowned at 2100 in course, but maybe, you never know.
2: I am just mean, like, if you're going to get 30% Freddie Freeman, 30% Mookie Betts, 30% Trey Turner, maybe you get 18% wham, something like that.
1: I don't know. At 2100, maybe, but I think he's going to be just as popular. I mean, because there's not a ton of great pitching on the slate outside of a few guys, and they're all kind of pricey. So, I mean, looking at a $2,100 guy in cores is just ridiculous. He should hit, like, seventh in this lineup, maybe eighth. I don't think it's going to matter, especially on He's the run. He's been hitting fifth lately. <laughs> it's even better. Like, yeah. He hits fifth. He might be 40% of them. So, <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, Texas at L.A. taking on the Angels. Howard and Otani. Any interest here in Spencer Howard going up against the Angels?
2: I feel like maybe I should because it's the Angels, but
1: no. I mean, I think it just at the end of the day, it's it's more Spencer Howard than it is the Angels. Um, He just hasn't been pitching good. He he really has been struggling with his command. He is awful against lefties. He does better against righties, so – Maybe if they roll out like a seven right-handed head- hitters or something type of lineup, maybe that's where I'd take a shot. But, I mean, I don't see it being that way. They got Marsh, Sierra, Walsh, Otani, um, Renifo. Like, I just don't see them going right-handed heavy here. So, for me, I'm going to pass on Spencer Howard, even against the Angels. And Otani, I mean, Texas a tough offense, but Otani's a huge strikeout pitcher on a slate with very limited options.
2: On FanDuel, he is a very good loan pivot off of Zach Wheeler. On DraftKings, he is without a doubt your top SP2. And I even think he's somewhat interesting if you want to go the fade Wheeler out and pay down as your SP1. But he's maybe the best point-per-dollar uh, option pitcher on the slate. He's, in a, he's not in the best spots, but he's just a phenomenal strikeout pitcher. So, yeah, play Otani. He's great.
1: Uh any interest in the Texas bats here?
2: I'll play Corey Seager. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Um as far as the Angels go, I think they're a potential cheap secondary stack to maybe pivot off of some of the other um popular plays like Walsh's really cheap marsh is like 2400. So I think I could use like the Angels like 3 man Sierra is minimum salary at 2k. He gives you Jack in a bag upside, so I mean I don't mind looking at some of the angels here. Uh, they're really cheap.
2: I don't love the mini stack, but I do love Jared Walsh as a as a one off. Uh, I think that's a great call, and I and I do want to talk about the first base position in particular on DraftKings because the top three projected players are going to be Freddie Freeman, Vladimir Guerrero, CJ Crone, as they absolutely should be. Those also may end up being the three highest uh owned guys on the slate first base on draftkings is a wildly wildly good position today and so the one thing you want to make sure you're getting at the first base position is power you don't have to go chalky if you're playing anyone other than Freddie Freeman Vladimir Guerrero and CJ Chrome there you're gonna be very different and there's guys like Reese Hoskins Josh Naylor Derek Hall Jared, Jared Walsh, who we're talking about right now, as well as Bobby Dahlbeck, who maybe you'd want to play at third where there's less opportunity costs, but there are cheap guys here who could potentially match the upside of these same, but, uh, chalky expensive ones. And I definitely think that's a very interesting position to look at that. If you're already playing some Dodgers, you're already playing Wheeler and Otani and you want to find a way to get different. I think that's the spot you can do it without sacrificing a ton of upside.
1: Uh, Anything else from this one? Nope. That's it. All right. Cubbies and Giants, where we finish out eight total. Giants at 140 favorite. Steel against Wood. Any interest here in Justin Steele?
2: Yeah, I do have a lot of interest in Justin Steele, actually. I like that price tag. Um, San Fran really isn't that strong. Like, they're not bad by any means, but they're not that strong uh, against. left-handed pitching they uh steel getting a park upgrade heading to san francisco so i i think he's he's definitely somewhat interesting as a
1: cheap sp2 oh man um i i hear what you're saying but i also disagree um They, I mean, they strike out decently against left-handed pitching, but they're top 10 in almost every statistic against left-handed pitching this season. Um, I mean, they're just going to platoon. That's what they do. They platoon all the righties. Right-handed pitcher comes in, they platoon all the lefties. It's just, it's tough to play the hitters, but steel. I mean, at 7K on a slate where we don't have a ton of pitching options, sure, you could roll the dice, but, I mean, I, I disagree with what you were saying is, like, they're not a great offense against lefties. I mean, they're... Not that they're
2: bad, but just that there is ups like there is in terms of teams I want to target from a fantasy standpoint, just based on the strikeouts that they they get in there. And Steele is a guy that I'm not really too worried about the potential downside for tournaments uh, as much as much as I'm interested in the potential upside. He's a guy that at that price we've seen him put up close to 30 uh, fantasy points before on DraftKings. We've seen him reach that hundred pitch plateau and go well above it when he's pitching well. So he's, he has, he has the potential to put up a very big score at that price. And so that's why I like him at tournaments. It's not that I'm very confident he hits it. It's that I don't see anybody else in his range with the same potential to hit that high score for that dollar price.
1: To be except fair, for this,
2: except this person he's facing.
1: To be fair, he was the guy that I writ- like had written down for um under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. So um I hear what you're saying as far as the upside. The matchup's tough, a lot of power in this lineup against left-handed pitching. This game's in San Francisco that could potentially help that. So I don't think Steele's a bad play. I think it's it's boom bust. Um, but I mean it's an eight game slate, nothing's safe outside of maybe zach wheeler so and i think you
2: got to keep an eye on the lineup that they put out there too right we've been getting lately brandon belt starting against lefties gonzalez starting against lefties if you if you get yastrzemski in there as well all of a sudden uh that upside goes up even more and the potential uh and the scariness drops with it
1: well they've been dh and bell and now that um mercedes is back i don't i don't know um i think we see like mercedes and um gosh i can't think of his name oh my gosh rough slater. slater bart like all these guys oh just, man they can just throw so many righties VR. Like, yes um what is it david vr or whatever yeah yeah so i just yeah i mean they it's so tough when you're looking at This lineup just in general because i mean they're going to throw probably eight or nine righties at him and you never know i mean at the end of the day you never know what's going to happen uh alex wood other side of this game alex wood is a really solid real life pitcher um his upside in dfs is all over the place he's a guy that can put up 25 or 15 on this slate i think he's playable He's not my favorite option, but he's another guy that, like, if you want to kind of be in this mid-range, you could take some shots on. But at the end of the day, this is one of the reasons that I like Wheeler and Otani so much. Take absolutely everything we just
2: said about Justin Steele versus the San Francisco Giants. Flip it. Replay it. Because it's also the case for Alex Wood against uh, the Cubs. Similar pl- Price. Strong strikeout matchup, scary power. Um and so because of that, it's I think he's definitely playable in tournaments, but and uh, I, i'm I'm interested in him, but he carries that same similar risk to to Justin Steele.
1: So really quick, completely un-DFS related, but the Yankees are getting Ben attendee from the Royals. That just happened. Um, that's super interesting. They play each other tomorrow too.
2: Well, let's hope that Andrew Benintendi is still not vaccinated because that'll uh, bode well for the Blue Jays in playoffs.
1: There you go.
2: Um... <laughs> it's one of the reasons. Like he was, he was like a, a good fit. He was a perfect fit for the Blue Jays, but they couldn't even talk to him because
1: of the vaccination thing. Pay attention to that kind of stuff for what it's worth. Trade deadline is coming up. Um, any interest here in the Cubs bats?
2: More as one-offs. In, in tournaments, if I'm running 150 as opposed to a full stack, I'm going to, I have some uh, somewhat interest in like, if, if Morel gets a good lineup spot Contreras, you know what? No, I think, I think a full stack is somewhat interesting in, in large field tournaments too. I don't think they're near the top of the board, but you got Patrick wisdom, Ian Hap, Suzuki Contreras, Morel. These are all guys that hit lefties well. So I think, um, if I'm running 150, I would definitely have some Chicago sacks in my pool, but they're not one of my top teams on the board.
1: I think Contreras is an excellent pivot off of Will Smith on DraftKings. They're, they're the same price. Everyone is going to play Will Smith um, in Colorado. Contreras mashes left-handed pitching. This games in San Francisco. He's, he's like the same price. Contreras is going to be... Five to ten percent owned, and Will Smith is going to be 30 percent owned. Um, if you're paying up for catcher, it's just a good pivot on the giant side of things. Steel is a guy that can blow up and get blown up really quick. It's just the platoon disadvantage here because I mean, Flores is a guy that probably stays in the game, but Slater, rough. Um, gosh, we just talked about him, VR, Mercedes, like. Any of these guys are pinch hit risk. Um, but I mean there there's a ton of power. It's just it's tough to say.
2: I would be interested in Flores and Estrada because I think those would be the two least likely to get pinch hit for. Um, and I think they make a somewhat interesting mini stack, but with like San Fran's not a great hitting stadium. We got other guys that other teams that we want to go to here. Like I, lots of these San Fran and Chicago, I feel the same way. They're fine. You can play some of them, but I don't love them. Steel, steel and wood. I like them for tournaments uh, as SP twos, but I'm not uh, super, super confident in it. So I kind of feel the same way about both pitchers and both offenses.
1: All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Justin Steele. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) I think I'll go Alex Wood. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, Let's go Tower Anderson. I'm going to go your Kitey. I really don't like this spot for him today. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in Coors. Who do you got? Over 4K to hit a
2: home run, not in Coors. um, Jose Rodriguez.
1: I'm going to take the best. Julio Rodriguez. I combined Jose Rodriguez and
2: Julio Rodriguez. I was looking at both of them. I want both of those players to hit home runs.
1: (laughs) I am. um, I'm going to take the best home run hitter in baseball and say Matt Carpenter. Um, (laughs) Nice uh, pivot off the Aaron Judge call there. I like it. Yeah, under 4K to get two hits, not in Coors. Who do you got?
2: Under 4K to get two hits, not in Coors. Who do we got here? I'm going to go Javi Baez. Oh, sorry, under 4K. He's 4,200.
1: Let's go with Josh Naylor. I like it. I'm going to go Candelario, 2,600. And like we pointed out earlier, he has been scorching hot here recently. Uh, stack to score six or more runs today. Blue Jays Homer pick. I like it. Um, I'm going Detroit, man. The more I think about it, the more I like the freaking Tigers today. Um, it's just gonna be one of those days. It's either gonna be, I really hope, like, I want to load up like my A- HQ around like five or six tomorrow and, and see like. Kikuochie projected for like 30% ownership. It would make me so happy. Um, I'd be so incredibly happy if that happens. But um, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. That's it from me. You can find me on the expert
2: survey today. I'm gonna be on Grinders Live with Dean. So check both of those out. And uh that's about it.
1: Nice to nice to chat with you as always. It's gonna wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow soaking in our wounds from stacking detroit or very happy about stacking detroit hope everyone has an awesome thursday we'll see you tomorrow good luck